are now entering Armbar Audio. Hello and welcome to another episode of Armbar Audio. I'm your host, Tim Farley, and across the screen from me is my brown brother, Sid Sriram. What it do, folks? Welcome to a late edition of Armbar Audio. Late for us. Uh, We will be releasing this tomorrow, but it is... Well, Sunday morning, but yes. It's Saturday night for us. Sunday morning when you watch it. Well, it's like it's, it's like actually Sunday morning for me. It right is. Now. I was just about to say it's like twelve forty-five over there. Yes, yes, yeah. that's true. Yeah. So how you now? You... Uh, yeah. Go ahead. So everybody, I just want you to know that I like to talk. Like. <laughs> I it in my house, in my car, and that's your house while you're not home. And Sid really enjoys it. But Sid, Sid doesn't have faith in his own Ric Flair impersonation, so he tries really hard to be somebody else. Well, that's right, Tim. Yeah, I'm gonna do the impression of the macho man Randy Savage, and I just spit out my chewing gum, and I spit out my opponents like I spit out my gum. Yeah, because I'm the cream of the crop, like the cream you put in your coffee, and the cream that Miss Elizabeth really enjoys at night. Yeah, freak out! <laughs> well put, cream. Elizabeth's coffee. You ain't and touching you Miss Elizabeth. Well, that's well, that's quite okay because you know what? You ain't got that much of a supply left. While I do because I am the Macho Man. Yeah, and every single time we do it, she likes I to freak out. <laughs> 60-minute man, I do 60-minute Broadways all week and twice on Sunday. You don't talk to me about stamina, okay? There's a god up there, and there's a god right here, (coughs) and you're looking at him. You're looking at him. But uh, I hope you too. I hope y'all enjoyed that. But it's that's what happens when it's like super. Yeah. And uh, we were talking, and apparently Sid found out yeah. at a restaurant somewhere. It's I have to cool. Yeah, I saw it. Like it was actually going around quite a bit on social media a long a couple of years back. But like I saw that uh, there's like a sandwich place. I, I, again, I don't know where, but there's a sandwich place somewhere in the United States of America. And if you go there and you do your best impression of a macho man, Randy Savage. Uh, you actually get a free sandwich uh, of of your choosing. At least that's what I understand, um, which is pretty interesting. So I think I don't know how they it would now, be. Like, here's the thing. Yeah. If it's of my choosing, <laughs> mm-hmm. do I just pick the bread and I could throw anything in there that they have? You, like, you know what I. Like, instead, I instead of getting oh, like a turkey sandwich or a chicken sandwich or this or that. Maybe I just go in there, do the Macho Man, 
-hmm. and throw everything that they have in between two pieces of bread. Can I do that, Sid? I I'm pretty sure you can. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and just look this shit up because I am very curious right now because I can't find. <coughs> oh Jesus! Yeah, that that Randy Savage though, that like takes it out of you. So I may not be doing it nearly as much as Tim does as Ric Flair. But I mean, every so often it'll it'll come out. And what the hell, man? We can't find. Okay, if I find it, okay. How about this? If I, I'll look it up, and then next week on the episode we'll we'll talk about it. But uh, in the meantime, y'all can snap into a slim jim. Yeah, that was a pen. That was a pen. <laughs> I don't I don't eat slim jims because I'm vegetarian. But um, you should eat the pen then. Well, I don't want to get whatever the hell poisoning Oct- you can out of. You don't pen. want octopus. You don't want octopus ink in your mouth. I don't want that's an animal too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't need that. Is it octopus ink? Do they kill octopi? For I'm pretty sure they do. Writing? I wouldn't be surprised if they did. I mean, they killed you know the octopus. They, this world is fucked. Yeah. You know what else is fucked? You know who else is fucked? CM Punk. <laughs> <laughs> Ah. Woo! Good old Phil. <laughs> now, Philip, if you are a longtime viewer and listener of this show, you know that for a long time I have been really uh, kind of on, kind of not trying to make it. As bad as it was. Wait right. A I, I feel like wearing something right now. Oh boy. Oh, okay, okay. It's a. It's a. I thought you were gonna take your shirt off, but good. Oh Jesus. Oh boy. Oh shit. Oh shit. It's MDK all day. Yeah. Anyways. Um. Yeah. Speaking of. <laughs> just wear that from the. Just wear that from now on. <laughs> I mean, I can, you know. No, uh, but yeah. The thing is about CM Punk is, I don't have to tell any listeners about the reports, okay? Yeah. You got Melter for the Elite. You got Nick Houseman for CM Punk. Yeah. And you basically got Fightful for the truth, right? At least that's how it seems to me. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's kind of weird how to in- trust these days, but yeah. My, my, uh, my, <laughs> our last episode, I went on a tirade about CM Punk. Yeah, go watch that, by the way. Happened. Go watch that. That was awesome. What happened after All Out? Yeah. Um, today, Phil Brooks was terminated from AEW. Yeah. Uh, following an investigation, and Tony Khan, uh, had a disciplinary committee and outside legal uh, yeah. advice to do this. Uh, he opened. He even opened up. He opened collision. collision. Yeah, I saw that uh, with with uh, the statement. And there's a lot of diehard punk fans out there. There's a lot of diehard elite fans out there, and. You know, it's very divided. But I, I'm I'm going to calm myself down for this. That's why I needed this head sock, this MDK all fucking yeah. day, 
ski mask because <laughs> I, I need to control myself a little bit because yeah. I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna tell you the truth about yeah. Phil Brooks from Are you about Tim to, Farley's perspective. Were you about to grab the pizza cutter if you didn't put that on? <laughs> yes. Um Yeah, my sister would have been scared of you. CM Punk is a fantastic wrestler who has done a lot in the industry and deserves to be in any Hall of Fame. Phil Brooks, the man, it seems, through experience from past experiences in ROH, WWE, a best friendship with Colt Cabana, and what has happened in AEW, seems like he has some mental health issues that he needs to work out. He obviously has a me versus the world mentality. Uh, he can't let things go. He's very yeah. hypocritical. He, 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 he could say whatever he wants about other people, but when somebody else says something, uh, it's, it's a big deal. Yeah. Um, now there's been reports today saying that CM Punk was more pissed off at all out because he was supposed to have a meeting with the elite in Atlanta the week of, and they canceled on him. But here's the thing. Brawl out happened, right? Yeah. He goes in, he starts talking all this shit. And part of it, part of it had to do with his frustration of being injured after winning the world title, which has nothing to do with that empty-headed dumb fuck Adam Page or uh, Colt Cabana or anything else. So he's already allowing other things to frustrate him to the points where he's jeopardizing the business that he is trying to run. Right. There's, there's obvious issues, and an, a person cannot get help if they don't think they need it. Um, from the reports about monitors falling on Tony Khan, Punk yelling at him, saying obscenities and possibly lunging at him. I mean, there's been a lot of things being discussed this past week. Yeah. Tony Khan said at the opening of Collision, he's been to so many wrestling shows in his life, and he's been putting on wrestling shows for almost four years now, and he has never felt afraid for his own safety or others, except at AEW All Out in London. Right. Everyone on the internet, whether they were punk fans or whether they were elite fans or whatever, or whether they weren't even AEW fans, there, one major criticism of AEW since the beginning is that Tony Khan's a mark and Tony Khan has no balls and he's not going to put his foot down. Tony Khan put his foot down yeah. today. And yeah. I commend him for it. I respect him for it. And, you know, Punk was at the Cauliflower Alley Club and he gave a very nice speech about fallen wrestlers talked about bray wyatt jay briscoe terry funk all types eddie guerrero great 
great public speaker. Uh, he also spoke about how his goal in wrestling was always to wrestle in Japan. So, well, <laughs> if, okay. if if that happens, you know, cool. I, mean, I just yeah, go ahead. I don't. A lot of people are asking, like, well, is he going to go to WWE? Is he going to go here? Is he going to go there? Yeah. I mean, if I, you never say never with WWE because Vince had buried hatchets with yeah Bret Hart, Ultimate Warrior, Triple H got Bruno San Martino back on board, and this was all for Hall of Fame stuff and past their prime stuff. Right. I do not think that WWE would bring in CM Punk to actually wrestle. Yeah. But like, then again, like, regularly. but then again, you think that they'd actually, after seeing all this and all the chaos that he kind of caused, you think that they would want to bring him back? Is that like a smart business decision is my question. The difference between AEW and WWE business wise is big. Very, yeah. very large. I've, I've said this since the beginning of all of this punk shit. If it was WWE, this shit would not have happened. Like it just wouldn't. Yeah. Like yeah. We didn't. We didn't know what happened with Punk and WWE until he went on Colt Cabana's podcast and said about it. They have great damage control. Right. They. They have authority. <laughs> that they have. They delegate well. They have business people that aren't wrestlers. You know. Uh, they have more structure, it seems. Yeah. Um, and, but, I don't even know if he wants to go there. If he goes yeah. to Japan, cool. If he doesn't, whatever. But, like, I I just hope the guy gets the help he can get. Like, like realizes he has an issue and gets help. Because. Because yeah, all this Brett trauma, screw, you know. Brett didn't screw Brett. But punk screwed, screwed punk. punk. Yeah, I wrote that on Twitter. I, you saw my Twitter. I'm just kidding. And and I, I look, I have countless CM Punk shirts. I have the original Best in the World WWE shirt, and that's how me and John became friends over that shirt. Yeah. But I cannot sit. I couldn't sit back any longer and not be against what he was doing. And yeah, John. Jack Perry is a young guy, and he shouldn't have went on TV and did that. But at the same time, CM Punk is a veteran in, a, in his 40s. And grow this up. is the biggest show in the, club, in the company that you're working as history. Why? Why are you doing this? You, you do not respect anyone except yourself. You almost yeah. ruined Samoa Joe's moment. If Samoa Joe wasn't there to pull Punk off and get him, yeah. like, ready for the match, Punk right. would have left then, yeah. from what has been said. And that is fucking ridiculous. You knew Samoa Joe since ROH. You guys were cool. You guys did shoot interviews together. And before you came, or right when you, right whenever you came, you did Renee's podcast and said how great it would be to wrestle Joe again. And you're doing it in the biggest place possible. Like, this just shows you the type of problems this man has. 
And for now, I say, God bless. I hope everything works out for you. And kudos and big ups to Tony Khan for doing the right thing. Yeah. And, and if it is true, if it is at all true that the guys in the elite had any hand in this and tried to orchestrate Punk's demise or anything, they should be stripped of EVP status. Because if you were an executive vice president, okay, if you're an executive vice president, that means you are in the business, 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 business. You are not just a mark. You're not just a wrestler. You're not yeah. just whatever. If CM Punk is your number one merch seller, if CM Punk is giving you ratings, if CM Punk gave you the highest grossing uh, pay-per-view before All Out or All In, if CM Punk does all of these things from a business perspective, no matter what time, whether it was the week before All Out or it was during the time CM Punk was gone with the injury, you not sitting down and talking and burying the hatchet was a very bad business move. And I hope Tony Khan realizes that. And I hope he reprimands them because it's no bueno. It's no good. Yeah. It's no good. And if, and, and I get it. You, you don't like him. You have personal problems with him. You, he's a toxic person. He has these issues, but what happens whenever someone else is like that? What if there's somebody else who is anti elite on, on the show? Is it going to happen again? <clears throat> Like, come on, man. The, yeah. This is a business. You gotta, you gotta treat it as such. But said, "You go ahead. I'm gonna take this mask off now. It's getting a little warm. Oh, uh, it's a little itchy in there. Anyway, um, what I want to do real quick is actually read the the statement." that Tony Khan gave um, that the, the statement that, that all AEW uh, released. So statement from all elite wrestling and Tony Khan, all elite wrestling AEW has terminated the wrestler and employment agreements between Philip Brooks, CM Punk and AEW with cause effective immediately. The termination was confirmed today by Tony Khan, CEO, general manager and head of creative of AEW. The termination follows a week-long integral internal internal investigation of an incident occurring backstage at AEW All-In in London on Sunday, August 27th. Following the investigation, the AEW Discipline Committee met and later convened with outside legal counsel before making a unanimous recommendation to Khan that CM Punk be terminated with cause. Khan offered the following statement. Phil played an important role within AEW, and I thank him for his contributions. The termination of his AEW contracts with cause is ultimately my decision and mine alone. Of course, I wish I didn't have to share this news, which may come as a disappointment to many of our fans. Nevertheless, I am making the decision in the best interest of the many amazing people who make AEW possible every week. 
our talent, staff, venue operations, and many others whose efforts are unsung but essential to bringing our fans great shows on television and at arenas and stadiums throughout the world. So that was the official statement given by AEW in regards to Punk's departure. Go ahead. Fired with cause. Yeah. Very legalistic terms. Yep. If you get fired with cause at work. Means you fucked up. (laughs) It means you broke something in the contract. Meaning when he came back, they probably renegotiated. And he probably wasn't allowed to fuck around anymore. And And they gave him. They gave him his own show. But I guess because that kind of became like, oh, this is my show and you just you have to do what I say. And, you know, I think he took it a bit too far. It's funny. uh, CM Punk almost became Vince McMahon, if you think about it, you know, so maybe I'm maybe I'm just going a little too off the rails here, but. I don't know, man. Like, I think with CM Punk, I, I honestly started having doubts, especially with the whole Colt, after the whole Colt Cabana thing. I'm like, this guy, I mean, look, it sucks what happened in WWE. Like, what they did was wrong, you know? Like, he had a staph infection. He said he needed time off, and they didn't give it to him because, oh, you're, you know, it's such good shit, pal, whatever. That, yeah, and that sucks. And again, I'm sorry that that happened, but... You know, to take all those frustrations and just dumping it out here, it almost feels like you got into the wrestling business to screw over the wrestling business. Like, you felt almost like he's an inside man saying, you know what, I'm going to try to destroy this industry from the inside. Well, not the industry, but destroy something good from the inside. So, you know, fuck pro wrestling, everybody. Yeah. It seems like the man can never be satisfied. No. I mean, it's obvious from the way he talks about the business outside of being on TV for a wrestling company. The way he talks about it, even when the seven years that he was gone, like when he would tweet and stuff, like he obviously loves wrestling. It's just he is he has personality issues he has he has something going on he is the cult of personality like i don't i don't i don't know how you go on your best friend's podcast to talk about wwe and then like however many months later you and that person are in a lawsuit and you're not friends with them anymore and then it was like money issues wasn't it like I don't know. I don't really know because Cabana was really quiet about yeah. it, and I don't think I really saw much. But John's mom was talking to me about it, and it's just—it's just a shame because yeah. I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that he sucks because he doesn't fucking suck. He no, fucks as a performer. Rolls. No, he's, he's great. He's really, really fucking good. He's great on the mic. In this microphone, okay, yeah. in that ring, even on commentary. It's the truth. Yeah. He wasn't hey. lying. Hey, I was but listening. 
Like that pipe bomb was great. Loved it. But he sips he sips his own Kool-Aid a little bit too much. And um like I which said, is why, earlier, I, which is why the straight edge society was perfect for him. <laughs> I just you know, I just hope everything uh goes well for both parties. Yeah. That's all we can I do. I watched Collision tonight. I didn't miss him. It was a great show. Yeah. The production was still the same. The presentation was still the same. And the wrestlers featured were great. I mean, I really, really liked the show. The And the funny thing is, Sid, um, I know you were out during the show. Yeah. Um, the live feed kept messing up real bad. And a lot of people on Twitter were like, is this happening for you? Because it's happening for me. And I responded to everyone I saw. I said, yeah, it's Phil's out for revenge. Because <laughs> they're in Chicago. He's, he's out there fucking with satellites and shit. You just know what going I mean? Into, but no, he's probably but just wearing one of those masks. Those shots, he's play, you know what he's doing? When it, when he's wearing that lucha mask that he wore in the Straight Edge Society going around, you know, waving a handgun and being like, hey, turn off AW Collision. <laughs> <laughs> like, no. No, and he's just like messing with. They just, just pulled out wires. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people expected him to return at at payback, which was tonight, like which was on Saturday. Um, I was like, "Come on, man, that's not gonna happen." And I think he, actually at one point when Punk got suspended the first time after Brawl Out last year, uh, I think someone asked uh, Seth Rollins if they wanted to see CM Punk. In, a, in WWE, and he's like, no, man. He said, look, we saw what he was like over there. We don't need him over here. Like, like we're good. No, you know? at first he said, we saw what he was like, was like here. Here, and then, then over there. we saw what he was like over there. No. Exactly. But unfortunately, yeah. Seth Rollins isn't Vince McMahon. Yeah. So, who the by fuck the way, but I By the way, congratulations like, to... I don't... Congrats to Shinsuke Nakamura. He finally won the WWE title. Yay, great. Okay, listen. Um, Sorry, I know. Here's an announcement. No, this is news to you. Okay. This show may break down the barrier, break down the walls. <laughs> break the walls. And we down. may start talking about WWE again. Uh, okay. I saw some of NXT this past week, I saw some of SmackDown this past week. I'm tired of moral relativism. If I wanted to look for bad things, yeah, I could find bad things and honestly, and everything. Yeah, hold on. One sure, of my sure. big problems with WWE was the Saudi Arabia shows and the blood money. Right? Mm -hmm. it, a a comedian that we both love and John saw right before his passing, Gabriel Iglesias. Talked about Fluffy. <laughs> how when he went to Saudi Arabia and yeah, um, the people there are different than the religious leaders yeah. and the religious to, zealots. To quote Gabriel Iglesias, he's like, "We are not like the people like they say in Fox News." 
<laughs> yeah, and then he's like, wait, I'm number two? Who's number one? He's like, Jeff, Jeff Dunham. Dunham. He's like, what? And then he's like, no, I can't do Oh, I love that. Dude, I'm going to watch it after this. I'm going to watch that after we after this episode. <laughs> but, the, but there's the thing. Like, I don't know. Nakamura beat Rollins tonight. I bet it was a great match. I want to see it. I want to see LA Knight against The Miz. I want yeah. to see Jimmy Zane and Kevin Owens lose to Damian and Finn because the stuff with Damian and Finn and the world, the money in the bank briefcase and all that stuff is interesting. NXT with the Global Heritage uh, tournament going on, I saw Pete. I saw a thing on Twitter, like a clip of Pete Dunne and Charlie Dempsey, aka William Regal's son, and it was fucking fantastic. So I was on the elliptical the other day. I put on NXT. I watched the first match, was which was the Creed Brothers against the Grizzled Young Vets, who are called the Dyad. They're in Joe Gacy. Oh group. yeah, yeah, Skiz. yeah, yeah. And it was fucking with good, uh, the Rock's daughter. Yeah, <laughs> it was good stuff. And like, okay, I don't know. I, I, I'm th- I'm thinking WWE might be creeping back into my life. Uh, and we'll um, see, because, and I think honestly, a lot of that attitude, I I kind of agree with that, because like seeing uh, after All In, uh, you know, so eighty thousand, you know, seats were sold. I mean, WrestleMania 40, apparently now they've sold up to 90,000. And it's like, and I think so many people, wrestlers and fans of both promotions are like, look, fuck all this tribalism. It's just a great time to be a wrestling fan, you know? Right. And even, like, but, but my thing was never tribalism. You know, I was never yeah. tribalistic. No, I, we I weren't. Neither of us, none of us were. You, John, me, none of us were. It's just when we see it on social media, everyone is super like, pro wwe or super pro aew kind of like the marvel and dc people but anyway um yeah like it, it was it was getting to a point i feel where you know it's just like guys stop you know yeah right you I, were saying it's just like the things that i've seen lately from wwe look worth watching and if it looks worth watching yeah. i'm probably gonna watch it because my and biggest the, yeah. moral issue with them was the Saudi is shows. pretty much gone. And and the thing is, I could have moral problems with everything. If I really wanted to, I could figure out a reason why I shouldn't drink out of this bottle. I'm sure if I dug deep enough, I could find something about Takeya that upsets me morally. But guess what? There you go. Ignorance is bliss. So, <laughs> so, we talked about, we did our impersonations. We had some yeah. fun. We talked about CM Punk. We talked about possibly talking about WWE again. Yeah. Uh, and I do think John would be okay with it. I, I, I really do believe yeah, that. Yeah, because he, he That's did. That's another reason. Yeah, because he, he, he didn't hate WWE, but he was still excited for an alternative. Uh Oh, right. speaking... Oh, my God, I almost forgot. Speaking of John... Oh, fuck, I don't have it here. I have it in the other room. But I'll show it to you next week. But... Um, the Brandon uh, Fraser poster? No, no, it was something else. But uh, I don't have that. But I did want to show you something that I got from my boy J-Rock. It's not... It's because uh, last week we talked about Bray Wyatt. And I think I told you 
that I almost wanted to do like a tribute show to Bray. But um, J-Rock a long time ago gave me this. It's just uh, a picture of The Fiend and Bray um, in the style of one of the, I think it was a Joker comic. And it was really awesome. And it looks really cool. Um, and I really love it. I'm going to keep it right here. I had something else that I, that I, that I wanted to show you. But I left it in my other room, and I don't want to, like, get up and go get it because we're recording. No, get but... up and go get it. I'll just talk. All right. So talk about – all right. Uh, this is new, but this is about – go ahead. Talk about whatever. Talk about All Out. Talk about how excited you are, and by the time, I'll bring it. Okay? So go ahead. All you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. I'll be right back. So I finally got my own show, guys. Uh John died and Sid left the room and it's just me. So uh, if you guys wanted to ever know anything about me that you don't know yet, you could always uh, DM me. Uh, my DMs are always open. <laughs> just kidding. I don't, I don't know what to say here. Thank God he's back. What were you talking about while I was gone? I said I finally have my own show. John died, Sid left. Oh, and then nice. I said, if you want to slide into my DMs, go ahead. I, I don't know. I was being a goof at that. Okay, and then good. I was like, I was like, thank God he's back because I don't know what to say. Okay. Well, so I have in this envelope here uh, another commission I gave to J Rock to do. Um, I wanted to show you and everybody here because i know this is this is something that i asked for a while back let me take a look oh this looks great so uh tim i hope you don't cry on the podcast because i don't know what the fuck i'd do if you did um i've, I've done it before i've i've cried on this podcast oh you before. have it's okay okay well yes. i'm going to show you this this is something that i asked j rock to do but it's a picture of john right here uh is that picture as you can see he loves this hat yes <laughs> so, <laughs> i i just i had to ask him to, to do it but um that's, i have it right here that's yeah. great yeah so and you can tell it's j, j rock's art yeah so j rock j rock draws j rock draws on twitter if anybody wants something like this or like this Hit him up. He's uh, he's, he's he's one talented son of a gun, man. So I'm gonna keep them both right here. So so I'll, I'll, no, I'll keep John right here so that he's also watching me while I do this podcast. He's right behind Bray Wyatt, but yeah. So he's kind of like next to you as well. So there you go. But um, awesome. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's go into this show, motherfucker. Yep. Some... Uh, so, we'll go first with Powerhouse Hobbs versus Miro. Tonight, Powerhouse Hobbs had a squash match, and then Miro came out and beat up Hobbs. This all started when Hobbs didn't want to be a part of QTV anymore. He came out, he wanted his redemption... And to do that, he needed the Redeemer. And 
Um, it's just, it's just basically two badass dudes trying to get higher in the game. I think, yeah. uh, I think that's what this is about. And, um, you know, it's hard to predict this match in my opinion, because Hobbs, <clears throat> obviously AEW sees things in both of these guys, right? Mm -hmm. Miro came in with a shitty gimmick, but it was pushed down our throats. Then he became the redeemer and it was a big deal. And then really Nero didn't want to do business and he sat on his ass for a while. And then Warner Brothers threw more money at AEW and people like Miro, Andrade, etc. were back on board. And um, he's he's not the redeemer anymore. He's, he's his own god or whatever. But yeah. also... AEW seems to love Powerhouse Hobbs. They did the whole yeah. hot potato TNT title with Wardlow, and they gave him, uh, he was in uh, Taz's group, and he, he, he's he been, it, it, no matter what happens, uh, as things change and storylines change, it always seems like they're trying with Hobbs. Yeah. But Miro hasn't had a pay-per-view match in a long time, and Miro really hasn't had anything other than squashes either. When Hobbs says he needs the Redeemer, does it mean he has to beat him? Right. Or does or it mean... Yeah. Could, could this mean... Could this mean... Something like we saw out of Moxley and Danielson. And instead of Regal coming down and slapping both of them, they just come to the realization, why don't we put ourselves together? I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm just spitballing here. Right. But if I had to make... That could very well happen after you, the match. What do you think about, about the build to this match and where do you think it's going what what is your prediction like you said it is really hard to predict this match now i could see what you said with um similar to moxley and danielson happening here at the end of the match it doesn't matter who wins i think yeah at some point we could see a new the formation of a new tag team that would be really cool um I think obviously, you know, and this is gonna be a really good match. I I can tell it's you know big, meaty men slapping meats. Slapping meat. But uh, I've always been, I always loved Miro, man. Like I thought I was, a, I always just really liked Miro, even in WWE when he was Rusev. I I really liked Dude, him. Yeah. The first time I saw him on NXT, and he wore this leather, like wasn't a kilt or a skirt but it was something like that okay and he went by alexander rusev yeah and it didn't he have like, like mutton chops dude, i don't know but he he was badass and i showed my one buddy who was wrestling at the time and he said that guy's a star yeah and and yeah i know you have been a big fan throughout your history of with wrestling 
with yeah. Miro. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why this is that's why this is so hard to predict. Yeah, right? I know. Because <laughs> we both love both, Miro. Well, not just that, but both of these guys really need a win. They do. And I kinda am leaning toward Miro. Because yeah. he's been go- he was gone for a while, and because he came back during Collision and he hasn't had an actual match match, it's yeah. all been squash. Hobbs has been yeah. working this whole time. True. And if Miro humbles Hobbs, maybe it changes Hobbs. I mean. Okay, so he gets rid of QT Marshall, and he's not yeah. a heel, and he but starts not to be really... a tweener. Yeah, more in tweener. my opinion. I because think the same thing with Miro. Attacked, when QT Marshall and them attacked Miro, Hobbs didn't stop them, but he didn't know about it, and he attacked them afterward. If Miro beats him, maybe it completes the transformation to babyface. I don't know. But I'm going to predict Miro, and I'm also not going to be surprised if this goes somewhere. Like, if I don't know if the feud continues or what, but I have a feeling Miro and Hobbs are going to become allies. Yeah, I can see that. I I gotta I gotta agree with you on that. I'm gonna say Miro as well, um, because when it's funny because when Hobbs said I need the Redeemer, probably because he needs to maybe uh, maybe he needs to be beaten by Miro as punishment for fucking around with QTV. Maybe he sees his time with QTV as wasted. And he wants to atone for his sins. And so he's saying, okay, the Redeemer, please, you know, I, you know, like, you know, I you know, punish me for, for lack of better, well, for, for what I, I'm trying to say. So, yeah, I mean, I'm going to go yeah, with Miro. He's not coming off like that. He's more coming off like, I want to test myself against you. Mm. Yeah, and I think. And if he loses the t- test. Does he go under the tutelage of Miro? Like, perhaps, yeah. I think because, like, yeah, th- that could happen. I think that's happened, like, because Miro. I remember when he was doing the best man gimmick, which, yeah, like you said, was gross. But uh, what's his face? Um, Chuck Taylor lost to Miro and became his butler. That was, of course, a comical thing. He became his young boy. I mean, that obviously was a comical, supposed to be a comical thing. But here, uh, you know, and then, of course, Matt Hardy beat Ethan Page. And now Ethan Page is under the tutelage of Matt Hardy. I can definitely see something like that happening where Miro beats Hobbs and Hobbs does get mentored by Miro and they actually become a formidable tag team. They may not, obviously they may not be. Yeah. Imagine if it's not funny. Yeah. We get 
and it's yes, actually good <laughs> working out like miro like pushing hobbs yeah to do crazy shit not like not like inhuman like not ridiculous but like just like you know you know hitting the meat or like fucking, or like rocky like, like rocky cra- yeah or like crazy workouts you know what i mean i i think that would be interesting i would like because, to see that because yeah. the this feud no matter who wins the loser is a it's a really big loser like this this is a situation where like i would i wouldn't have booked this to to be a feud because it's just oh, yeah. or or you know you just do it like old school like uh vader and bam bam uh, or whoever you know and just have these guys like they did with hobbs and wardlow you know have them go at each other for a while separate them have them go at each other for a while again i don't know but i i i would like i would like to see what we're talking about that would be really cool but yeah i think so i am going for miro as well though here so all right two for miro um the roh tv championship match samoa joe versus shane taylor Ooh, uh, Samoa, Samoa Joe cut a pretty good promo tonight on Shane Taylor. And uh, at one point he said, we all know who the real king of the television is. And I said, don't cancel. <laughs> Chief, Chief went, yep. And I was like, because he had your ass beat, man. <laughs> and Shane Taylor was on Bar Audio's first interview. Yeah. I met him, I met Shane Taylor when he first started wrestling uh, out in uh, the Northeast. And as much as I love Shane Taylor, and I think this match is going to roll, Samoa Joe is winning. Yeah. Because if Samoa Joe loses that title, it must be to Dalton Castle. Yeah, I think... And this is another match that John here would have loved. He, uh, the big, again, another big meaty man slapping big meats or whatever at the butcher shop. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's just getting away from me at this point. Anyways, uh, it's midnight, so you 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 know. But oh, cry about it! It's one thirty right. in the morning. I know, I know, yeah, I, know. I know, I know. Yeah, I, at the end of the day, I've, I'm a huge. I have seen Shane Taylor wrestle, obviously, but I think this is like you said. This match is gonna absolutely rule as well, and I feel though while Shane Taylor is gonna give like Samoa Joe a run for his money, Joe is gonna kill you. So I'm also gonna have to say Joe on this one because I think, like you said. If anyone's gonna beat Joe, it's gonna be Dalton Castle. Um, obviously, it's gonna—he's gonna have to figure out some way to. I mean, he has the boys. He was—he would be able to—he should be able to outsmart uh, what's his face, Stokely Hathaway, with the boys, you know. But anyway, but yeah, like I think, uh, uh, yeah, Joe should beat. Uh, continues his reign as the but, king of television. I mean, I do. I do want to see Shane Taylor take it to him. 
Like, I want to see. Oh, it's not. Oh, yeah, it's going to be. Put him over a bit. Like, like oh, yeah. I want to see a right hand from Shane Taylor really rock Samoa Joe. I, I, I want to see that spot. Yeah. Um. <laughs> let's see. What else? Uh, we are getting from the last uh, ROH pay-per-view or the second to last one. It ended with Eddie Kingston, Shibata, Claudio, and Yuta in the ring. And we obviously didn't get Eddie versus Claudio for the title because Eddie decided to go to the G1. We're getting this tag match, uh, Claudio yeah. and Yuta versus Eddie and Shibata. And <laughs> tonight on Collision, they both cut promos. Now, Claudio so and Eddie? It was all, no, the two teams. Oh, okay, okay. Separately. Claudio goes, Yeah, I saw you on Wednesday. You beat Yuta. You think you're special? And Yuta's standing right next to him, and he, he's still looking at the camera, and he just uppercuts the shit out of Yuta. And he goes, you're not special. And he just starts, he just keeps uppercutting Yuta. He's like, we in the Blackpool Combat Club beat Yuta's ass every day. <laughs> oh, my God. He was like, but Yuta keeps getting back up. And he's like, and he like cut this scathing promo, promo on Eddie. And then Eddie, then Eddie's promo, Eddie and Shibata's was next. And Eddie was like, Will, are you just going to let let this guy beat you beat you up like what is that bro he's like he was like claudio you're a coward you walk right past me you don't you, you don't want the smoke or whatever and shibata did his uh did his translation on the phone and it was like you both suck oh that's <laughs> awesome hilarious. that's awesome um, i love shibata man but much like that pay-per-view which had yuda against I think it was Garcia. I forget. No, Yuta and Shibata. Or was it Shibata? Yeah, yeah. Yuta versus Garcia. No. I don't remember. It was was Yuta and Shibata for the pure title. Right. Yeah. And I said, one Blackpool Combat Club person's going to win, and one's going to lose. Yeah. Yuta lost, Claudio won, right? I think the same thing on this pay-per-view. I think Claudio and Yuta are going to beat Shibata and Kingston to keep these storylines going because I think the other Blackpool Combat Ooh, wait, there's another Blackpool yeah. Combat wrestler on this show as well you don't know about yet. But we'll I actually, there. I I'm, do, I'm, but we'll get into it. I'm picking Claudio and Yuta. Okay. Because Eddie's big win should be singles against Claudio. Yeah, I, I can I can go with that because and also Eddie can kind of parlay that because he can be like, yeah, you needed, you couldn't beat, you can never beat me on your own. You always need someone to help you, you know. So that would be cool, and it would further on the story. So yeah, as much as I, I love I love Shibata, especially after what I've been seeing from him in the more recent past. Um, just even in, even some of the, I think I have seen a couple of his matches in new Japan as well. So 
I am a huge. I'm all on board. I definitely showed you. Yeah, uh, I, I think you did. I am completely on board with with Shivata, uh, so I'm a huge fan of his. But yeah, I think uh, since the story is, it is, it is completely possible Eddie and you, yeah. Eddie and Shibata win. Yeah, but the outcome has nothing to do with Eddie and Claudio. Now, if Eddie like, and Shibata do win, Shibata, Shibata could beat Yuta. And Eddie and Claudio can continue to fight each other even after the bell rings. That could be something, yeah. That could be something. I mean, either that or if Eddie's going to get the pin, he's got to pin Yuta. He shouldn't get his hands on Claudio unless it's like a one-on-one match. You know? It's like, look, I pinned your boy again. It's just you. You know? So, uh, yeah, I, I, I guess just for... I guess for that... I'm going to go ahead and also just to kind of keep it a little varied. I'll just say Eddie and Shibata just because. So, but I, I'm not going to be mad if uh, Blackpool Combat Club win this as well. Yeah, I'm not going to be mad either way as long as yeah. I get what I want in the end. I mean, it's four <laughs> great, there are four great people in the ring. I mean, it's going to be a tr- right. tremendous match. All these matches look really good, so. Uh, let's go to the ROH World Tag Team Championship match. MJF Ooh. and Adam Cole, a.k.a. Better Than You, Bay Bay, are taking on the Dark Order, John Silver, and Alex Reynolds. This is because there was a battle royal on Rampage, and John Silver outlasted Trent and Aussie Open, both of them. Uh, they cut a promo tonight. That was like, you know, everybody's talking about how they were friends with Adam Cole for MJF. We were too. I mean, budge, right? Yeah. Um, Damn. Damn, Cole. (laughs) I understand that they're still building the feud with the kingdom and everything. But I was a little upset that kingdom weren't in that battle royal and won. But I understand you have to build or whatever. Yeah, and it's this is good shine for John Silver and Alex Reynolds. Uh, I've long said that Alex Reynolds is the most underrated wrestler on the AEW roster, and it would be great to see them wear tag team gold eventually. Obviously, it's not happening here. Yeah, MJF and Adam Cole are winning. I think um, after they kind of uh, you know got. I don't want to say they paired up with them, but like definitely when they started, uh, uh, you know, the, everything with, uh, what's it, uh, uh, with what's his face? Oh my God, what what is his name? The the dude with the dreads. The the guy who I we've compared to Bray Wyatt. Yeah, the righteous. Yeah. Talking about Vincent. Vincent, yeah. They're not. They're not with them. They're not with them, but they've been like kind of you know, having matches with them and feuding with them. That feud definitely, I would say, kind of made, uh, kind of helped the Dark Order find their focus again. So oh, I yeah. I really like what they're doing. But I think also we have a storyline going right now, like you said, with the Kingdom and Adam Cole and MJF and like 
where do his loyalties really lie but also this kind of adds a nice interesting thread into the story because again dark order were friends with adam cole so and maybe this is where you start to build it even more yeah maybe mjf maybe adam cole pins john, john silver. silver and then afterwards like taven and bennett are like that's supposed to be your boy we were supposed to be your boys and then they just like start beating down and then mjf comes with a ch- goes outside off the apron gets a chair and runs him off or something yeah i definitely see something like that happening yeah and although i can see if because let's face because at the at this point the only thing keeping mjf and adam cole together though are those tag titles because once they lose them i feel like Cole is just gonna immediately turn on MJF. Where it's honestly at this point, it's not a matter of if, in my opinion, it's a matter of when. So it's gonna happen at some point. It's just not gonna be tonight. Um, tonight, it's definitely gonna, you know. Yeah, and he's gonna, yeah. he's gonna. I, I, I feel he's going to reform the kingdom when that happens. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I think yeah, Adam Cole and uh, well, better than well, you, Bebe. Yeah, <laughs> it's not true. It hasn't happened. Yeah, just... we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, no, I'm gonna go with uh, better than you, baby, um, to take the W in this, just to for because the for the storyline needs to be continued. Tonight, after the Tony Khan announcement, the person to open the show was Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks promo, obviously, was astronomically good yeah he came out real as fuck he said he said shivani you want to know why i did this and that blah 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 but i got something to say and he was like he talked about bill too he called him will instead he was like you're a great dude and you you defied your addictions and anything in the world can be yours and he was like, but I am tired. I am sick and tired of every time I work myself up, I get shot back down for one reason or another. And he was obviously talking about how his work with Punk isn't going to happen anymore because Punk fucked, fucked everything up. And it, like, it was so fucking good. And people were going nuts. But then he saved it. He saved it. And he was like, then he started being a heel about Ricky Steamboat, right? Steamboat came out with a contract. But the contract said the dragon. And he said, I've been known as the dragon. But this other guy's been known as the dragon. And you're going to be facing him. Danielson came out. I saw that. So instead of facing the big traditional WWE star and CM Punk, He's getting Danielson. This is very confusing to predict because Danielson hasn't been on screen in a while. Mm -hmm. And he looked genuinely just excited. He didn't look like asshole Blackpool Combat Club guy, even though he was wearing BCC gear. Yeah. Also, from what starks was saying in the beginning i don't know if they plan to keep him in the heel route 
also Blackpool Combat Club or tweeners. Leaning more towards heel, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. I I think Tony Khan is going to book this for Starks to win. Um, I don't think Danielson has anything to lose. Like, like if he loses, there's nothing that's going to happen to him. Yeah. His reputation solidified. He beat Okada a few months ago. And Starks, <laughs> there's two guys. Yeah. There's two guys in AEW that really need to have a title run. And that's Ricky Starks and Swerve. Yeah. And Ricky Starks is, is he deserves this. He, he deserves the win. He does. I mean, it's great that they gave him the Owen Hart cup and everything. But yeah, definitely a title. Not a unsanctioned title like the ftw title like a one that's sanctioned by aw please (laughs) well this isn't going to be a title but you know it's going to be i beat danielson i mean the only guys who can say they beat danielson are page and garcia hangman garcia beat him with help yeah hangman or did Hangman do a draw with him? I don't nah, Hang- the f- Oh, yeah. The first time I think they faced off, I think it was a draw. Right. And then the rematch happened uh, because Danielson didn't want to say, oh, it was a draw or whatever. No, he then um, he was beat by by uh, Paige. Then, of course, uh, MJF uh, beat him. So Right. Did Moxley beat him? No. I, I don't remember. But, no, but yeah, it, much to say. What I'm trying to get out here is Danielson hasn't lost much in AEW. He hasn't, and, and and it would be a good mark for Starks, and I think he deserves it. Yeah, I could see that. I definitely think, uh, you know, uh, Starks winning would be the right decision as well. I will say though, like you know, you know, you I know you said about like how. Danielson is like was a lot more happier and not being an asshole but like the thing is even though he was always BCC he kind of was kind of one of the guys who kind of always did his own thing like he wasn't as much until Regal left when Regal left he became like the mouthpiece he became what he was he was serving two roles you know what I mean Mm -hmm. especially with that elite uh, uh, um, feud, you know. Yeah, he the was, the uh, anarchy in the arena or whatever. That was that was interesting. <laughs> That's where he got injured, um, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, we'll um, talk about Young Bucks and FTR. Speaking of, yeah. Versus Bullet Club Gold. After the match at Wembley. FTR went up to the Young Bucks in the locker room and said, why didn't you shake our hands? And the Bucks said, it was your moment. And, like, we're upset because this is our company and this was our biggest show and we lost and this and that. And just as they were, like, about to, like, make up, the Bullet Club came in and was making fun of them for being losers and... Basically saying the Bucks need to get out of here and let the winners talk. And uh, it was basically set up like that. And 
tonight we had Jay White pin Dax Harwood in the main event of Collision. Very, very good match. Um, I believe Bullet Club Gold wins uh, because they are a cohesive unit, whereas the Bucks and FTR are not. I wonder... I think it would be really, really interesting and probably not going to happen, but it would be sweet if the Bucks super kicked the shit out of FTR <laughs> and put up the two sweep for Bullet Club Gold. Or, or this. They do the guns now. But Well, Young Bucks are mainly a dynamite yeah. group. Like, Maybe they're like, they put up the two sweet and kind of like, go ahead, have your way with FTR type of deal on on Saturday. We could, I could see that. I could see that for sure. Um, and then on Dynamite, people are like, well, why did you do that? And they're like, because we're Bullet fucking Club. salty. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say because it's Bullet Club full, 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 full life. But no. Well, well, no, now that we have Abushi and Paige and Omega, I don't really want them to leave the elite, but yeah, I want the golden elite, to yeah. kind of make the bridge and be like, you know, but then again, they're, they're friends with Omega. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. They can't make the bridge to Bowl Club Gold. Yeah. Forget all that. But. I wouldn't be surprised if during the match there is miscommunication between FDR and Young Bucks and the Jacksons end up super kicking them and leaving them to be beaten by DC Gold. Yeah, so. that could happen. I mean, does the only and also I don't think BC Gold they're they're like super they're super hot right now and I don't think they need to be losing anytime soon. So, uh, yeah, I would give the W here to BC Gold. And then, um, yeah, Bucks and FTR can... Because they've always had that kind of love-hate relationship. So I can totally see uh, where that where that's coming from. But, yeah, uh, I agree. The Bullet Club Gold. So far, we only disagreed on one match. But that's it. That's okay. So far... Um... Let's go into the AWTNT Championship match. Luchasaurus with Christian Cage against Darby Allen with Nick Wayne. Tonight there was some... Darby came out, talked to Wayne about why he forgave AR Fox as fast as he did because Wayne was asked how he felt about, about that and he was pissed. And Darby said, you know, me and your dad got into an argument. I didn't talk to you guys for three years, and then your dad died. And I have to live with that every day. And I I don't want to live with the, that type of pain. So I let it go. I let AR Fox's shit go. And I'm not saying you have to right now, but you shouldn't, you shouldn't hold on to that, blah, blah, blah. And then Cage and Christian Luchasaurus came out. Christian said... 
You have a dead you know, dad, it, something, it, something. No, uh, no he know. said I, it was rude of me to talk about your dad and not ask what your mom's name was. And he was, she, he was like, I know she's not here tonight, and she was here last week, so missed opportunity for me. Wow. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> and then he said, so let me get this right, Darby. You, you are, uh, Nick Wayne is your pity project. You, you're trying to be good to him so you can feel better about yourself because of what happened and la, 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 with the dad. Just Christian Cage is so fucking good as a he's, heel. He's so good. And he just has something yeah. against dad, uh, people with dead dads. Just yeah. I'm going to be honest about the TNT type. Three people made me care about Cody Rhodes. One, because he wasn't able, he would he would never be able to get the AEW world title. And when he had the TNT title, no. he was putting out open challenges. Yep. And if it wasn't for that open TNT challenge, we would have never seen War Horse on television. Yep. And we would have never gotten Eddie Kingston, Eddie who Kingston. was ready yep. to quit the business and sell his boots in aw or just wrestling anymore second brody lee yep and third darby allen this luchasaurus christian cage combination oh i, I know darby Tar allen is heavily associated with the tnt title but if you asked me who are the three most important holders of this title yeah that are make it that make it interesting. It's those three, well, technically four. Yeah, because Luchasaurus is there as well. Yeah, for um, me, I like, I agree with that. Uh, but just on a side note, my favorite TNT title uh, holder uh, was Miro, because <laughs> I love what he did with the belt and everything. That was awesome. Oh, uh, make it like Bulgarian looking and shit. Even at the yeah, colors of the Bulgarian was, flag. Uh, and he made it about white, too, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that was dope. That was awesome. Dope. I love it. Yeah, Darby, Darby was good, too. It's yeah. just, it's just like Cody Brody, Cody Brody, Cody Brody. and Cody Brody is, right now is just like actually making stories and stuff out of this TNT title and uh, and, and kind of making it more and. That's why uh, I'm picking Luchasaurus to win. Hmm. I don't want Christian Cage to not be holding this belt yet. Or to, to yeah, I think I said that, right? Yeah. Um, I, I, I want him to hold it. I want there to be dissension between Nick and Darby. Um, uh, I think that would happen, too. I think something like that would happen, or... Hmm. I, I I don't know, but I I don't want I I I've I've said since this started that I wanted Luchasaurus to take off the mask and turn on Cage. I can wait for that. I do want it to happen, but Christian Cage is on like a resurgence in my opinion for me. Yeah, like he hasn't been this entertaining since. Maybe his feud with Randy Orton, mm. or maybe even whenever he was in the tag team with Edge. 
I don't know. I mean, but I think the, I, I love what Christian's doing right now. Like Christian Cage, anytime he's a heel, was was a very interesting uh, thing to see. Like even when he turned heel on Edge, like the he when he came out to that to his theme music, the the Christian. I, that, that's that's like my favorite theme music. Although my yep. I love that is I think his best theme in WWE. Although my sister and I disagree about it because she still loves the "If you close your eyes" or whatever. Have okay. you ever heard the original one? Like before he got the rock band to do that. No. The original "Just Close Your Eyes" is really good. All of his themes rule. I like yeah. his theme now, which is yeah. was his TNA theme. <laughs> Yeah, but you know uh, what we need it. to I do. One day we need to do an episode of like our favorite theme song, wrestling theme songs. That that would oh, be shit. A, just top ten. One day, not now, but one day, we need to do it. Yeah. But anyways, uh, I, I don't know. I so I can see where you're going with that, like with uh, Christian Cage. I think yeah, like you said, he's doing some of his best work right now. I totally agree. Um. But you know, they I feel like from what I've seen, they've been seeing like Christian Cage like kind of slapping Luchasaurus and stuff or whatever. Um, I can see like if Cage if Luchasaurus loses uh to Darby Allen, this can, like I said, finally start that turn for Luchasaurus and we'll get the feud between Christian Cage and Luchasaurus and Christian. And- Swerve and Darby and Nick. That can be, yeah, and we can still get that with with Nick wanting to be a TNT champion as well. So we can have like a maybe a three way at some point for the TNT championship. Which, by the way, I would say Swerve should win that if that ever if that should happen. But I agree. I'm gonna go ahead and actually. You know what? That sounds good. Yeah, that sounds really good because you get two scenarios which are which are awesome. And, you know, Nick isn't over him being okay with AR Fox and Darby has the title and Nick's like, and then Swerve enters the picture. I mean, that could work. That could work real well. Yeah. Um, so I could see that all that. But I'm going to go ahead. I guess this is another match we're going to disagree on, but I'm going to say Darby Allen. Yeah. I wouldn't be upset with either. Yeah, I just, same. I just want Christian to be on TV. Like I just, yeah. I just want him to be doing something worth. Yeah, he can watch it. I don't know. Does Luchasaurus have a dad? I mean, I, I well, assume. Luchasaurus is a dinosaur, so by proxy, his dad is extinct. So he, you know. Christian Cage can be like, your dad was a dinosaur and he's dead, and that makes you a piece of shit. So, <laughs> now I've been reading these not in the order that I see them, but in yeah. the order that I think that are important. Okay. The next match is the only wrestling, uh, women's wrestling match on the show AEW TBS Championship match Chris Statlander versus Ruby Soho. Tonight on Collision. There was a six-woman tag team match, the Outcasts against Chris Statlander, Britt Baker, and Hikaru Shida. It was fantastic. They were hitting like Joshi. 
everybody played their parts right, like Tony, Soraya, Ruby, Chris, Britt, Akaru. They it was it was it was great, and I want more of it. And Statlander is on a whole nother level. She was yeah. laying out every every bitch in the in the place, and um. I love Ruby, mm-hmm. and I've said often that she deserves something, but I'm going to go against myself, and I think Statlander retains. Uh, if Statlander loses this title, it will, it may be against the returning Jade Cargill or somebody different. Yeah. Somebody new. Somebody from her past, maybe. Or uh, I don't know. Somebody don't know, or but... somebody whose name is would be Monet. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't. <laughs> but, I mean I, if... I think I think Monet would be uh going for the main, the world title. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could I agree. I agree with that. Like yeah, Sheeta versus not Sheeta. versus Saraya versus Mercedes. Run that shit back. I love it. I would love that. Saraya looked good tonight too. She was bumping and selling really well. Um, you know, at the media scrum for All Out, um, she said that the way she worked her way back into wrestling and everything, she wasn't a hundred percent. It wasn't like riding a bicycle. All the girls yeah. were really helpful and patient with her, and they put the title on her not just because where they were, but because she felt she was ready to carry that. And after she said those things, I paid more attention to her work tonight, and I don't think she was bullshitting. So uh, yeah. that was cool to see. But sure. um, as much as I love Ruby... Uh, Statlanders went in here, and I expect a really good match. Same, I got to go with Statlander. I don't, I don't see Statlander dropping the title just yet. Like you said, I think someone new has to come in. Like, and it doesn't have to be someone that they sign. Just build up a new, some new stars. Like, build up Kiara Hogan. Build up, uh, what's her name? Build, Red... up, build up that. There's a woman who's already built up. There's two women who are already built up. One is a heel and one is a face. There's Athena and there's Willow Nightingale. Willow True. has had Chris Statlander's back this whole time on Collision. Willow is such a good girl. All that stuff. Dude, let's let's start to turn the corner a little. Make her a little bit more serious. And be like, I've had your back. I feel like you owe me a shot. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, Athena, she's still Ring of Honor World Champion, right? Women's Champion, right? That so. doesn't mean she can't be holding two belts, brother. True. True. I mean, Athena, two belts. I don't. I don't. I don't hate it. So. No, anyways. I don't think anyone would hate it. No, but anyway, yeah. But right now, Chris Statlander for sure. Um. But yeah. So what I think will be the penultimate match. Uh, Kenny Omega versus Konosuke Takeshita. We kind of talked about this two podcasts ago. 
where we thought this is going to go. Um, I think the build for this match for All Out has not been that great. Mm -hmm. And we talked about how Kenny Omega loves trilogies. So I think this is going to continue to build this feud. Takeshita got a roll-up pin in the six-man tag at All In. Um, this is a regular match, not mm -hmm. no DQ, not anything special. Yeah. Uh, I predict Takeshita... Wins with the help of Callus, or there's some type of DQ type of finish, like they get caught, something like that. Um, so either Kenny wins by DQ or Takeshita wins, uh, uh, okay, through through nefarious methods. I think I can see it also in a way they could mirror the trilogy they did with Okada. Because the first match that Okada and Kenny had, it was a time limit draw. The second match, Okada won. The third match, finally Kenny won. So I can see this one going to a draw. If it goes that way, Sid, mm -hmm. the only difference is Kenny wins the second one and Takeshi wins the third one. That's exactly what I was going to say. But... I would say I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say, personally, it's gonna be it could be a draw. If oh well, if that's the case, I would. Well, this could be the main event, but then again, do you want to really end the main event in a draw? I don't think so. I don't I don't think it's the main event. I don't think it's. The but main if event. it is, I because I, I feel like it might be. But you know, oh, but then again, yeah, no way. Not, no, no, after, no, 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 no. not after dynamite. Not after. Oh dynamite. no 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 no. Yeah no. And not no. after the promos tonight from Moxley and Orange Cassidy. Yeah, I, I don't think. So. Yeah, no, no, I got you, I got you. No, um, yeah, I think uh, Takeshita, uh, definitely, and, and Omega both, uh, like, give us like an amazing match. So, I'm gonna go ahead and say time limit draw. But if I have to pick a winner, I'm gonna say Omega, just because Takeshita has to be able to do shit on his own, you know. Takeshita can finally, yeah. at this point, and this may be something controversial. As much as yeah, to uh, as as much as I hate to admit that Don Callis has actually been able to help Takeshita in terms of like speaking, like Callis is like his mouthpiece. We can have a story about Takeshita finally breaking away from Don Callis. Omega can be like, look, you're with Don, but what has that gotten you? You can't. You weren't able to beat me, even with Don's help. Okay, what? During the all-in match, they talked about Ibushi and Omega being Takeshita's mentors. Callus tries to do something nefarious. Ibushi comes down to stop him. Um, this distracts Kenny. Takeshita wins again with a cheesy roll up and then we start to get there we start to get abushi and omega trying to talk sense to Takeshita and stuff like that because after the trilogy of matches mm -hmm. maybe 
maybe Takeshita joins them, or or he just goes yeah, out on his own. Know. I would just go have him go out on yeah. his own because Golden Elite already but has. Keeps, keeps talking about building this this stable, family, yeah, right. And his Osprey family. has the United it has the United Kingdom, and Osprey, even though he's taken Don Callis's help, it doesn't seem like he's gonna be affiliated with them much. No, uh, I. I from what I saw on Dynamite, uh, eventually, maybe whenever Jericho and Sammy break up, maybe Sammy goes over there. I I, I don't know. Is 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 the Don Cow's family actually going to be a thing, or is it just going to be something that he talks about? I I feel I like know. it's just going. You're picking Kenny. I'm picking Takeshita. Yeah, yeah. I picked. Uh, I picked what what other ones did we disagree? Uh Darby versus Christian Cage. And Eddie and Shibata versus Castagnoli yeah. and Yuta. Yeah, yeah. Um so what I think will be the main event and what should be the main event is Orange Cassidy versus John Moxley for the AW International title. On Dynamite, Moxley said you know, he talked about catchphrases in his promos and this and that, blah, blah, blah. And he said, it's not going to be about who has the biggest bark. It's going to be about who has the biggest bite. After Orange Cassidy beat Penta in a fantastic match, he got a steel chair, sat in the middle of the ring, and gave a fantastic fucking promo. Uh, and he said... He said, I will be the AEW International Champion as long as I want because I'm Orange Cassidy and I don't have a catchphrase. But he said that, you know, he doesn't know how many times he's defended the title. He knows that this is what AEW is about. And he talked about how he's too short. He's too skinny. He's too weird. He's, uh, you know, he's been told this over and over. And this is what AEW is about and all this stuff. Then tonight, we got a promo from Moxley, and he said, you know, there's stupid dipshits out there who think <laughs> Orange Cassidy's a joke, but that he's a cosplayer wrestling. He goes, right. who's he cosplaying as? Because I don't see anybody like that anywhere. Right. And he was like, he was like, there's a lot of people who believe in you, Orange. Don't disappoint us. Like he was saying, he believes. He said, he said, you know, when you wrestle at this high of a level, as long as I have, the you have a lot of biggest matches. Like yeah. the next one's always the biggest. And you wrestle legends, and sometimes you win against them, sometimes you lose against them. Blah blah blah. He was basically saying, "Are you gonna give it all to me?" And are you going to put yourself yeah. on our level? Hmm. He was challenging Orange to, to show him that Orange is what they a lot of us think he is. And he even gave him the credit of yeah. saying he's the most win winningest champion in professional yep. wrestling today, which is true. Yeah. I and then we, got, then we got Orange Cassidy. And he talked about mm -hmm. 
um, the importance of John Moxley to AEW. And he said when AEW needed somebody to put the company on their back, Moxley was the guy to do it. And he said, well, John, I'm going to take the burden off of your shoulders tomorrow. He said other things too, but I don't remember. But it, they were both. That's what really stuck out. Promos. Yeah. And I think it's going to be fucking awesome. And I think Orange Cassidy's going over. Yeah, I could see that as well. I think, uh, I mean, at this point, John Moxley, if he's going to go for a title, let him just go for the AEW title again. I don't care. Um, I still think he deserves that reign in front of fans because I think I talked about this a while back when we did our, I think our last episode with John that I was on, I talked about how I wanted to have a John Moxley title run in front of a crowd because he had that title, the AEW title run in front of no fans. So at some point, yes, but the TNT, not the TNT, I'm sorry, the all Atlant the... Well, he had the title after Punk. For yeah, for a for a little bit. It was only for a little bit. It was like maybe a month at the very was it? most. Because it felt like he was defending it every fucking show. Yeah, but again, it was still a shorter run with the title, which I can understand. But also, you know, I just I think he deserves a little bit more with that. That's just me. But at this point, I think Orange Cassidy, he's just been pretty much doing like, yeah, he's been like a workhorse. That's like the workhorse title at this point. And I feel like it, I don't know if we need to, I don't know if we need to end it right now. I think like, like you said, John Moxley is going to give him a hell of a fight. But at the end of the day, uh, Cassidy is going to prove that. He's not just, you know, he's not just all about an upper mid Carter. You know, an upper mid Carter. He's, he's not, not just an upper mid He's not just he's, the. He's, a main event. he's not just the dude who has the shitty, not the shitty, the relaxed thumbs ups. He's not. He's not just about that. He's he actually can go. I think like this title run has really forced him out of his shell in a way, and has like it's like a it's definitely a different Orange Cassidy than the one that debuted in AEW, and I like that. And what would be cool is if he actually dressed up in all black and he came out just to kind of show, like, this is a different Orange Cassidy you're dealing with. I think that would be kind of cool. Like, keep the white shirt, but have, like, a black denim jacket and black jeans and everything. I, th- I think it would look kind of cool. But you don't have to. I, I understand your sentiment. You don't have to, but I get What I loved about his promo was that he said, I'm Orange Cassidy and I don't have a catchphrase. Yeah, and he said it again tonight, and I don't want him to change. No, I'm I want, just for the tonight. Them, just for tonight. Right, 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 right. I guess you. So, I think, I think this show, yeah, is a hodgepodge of. Tony Khan owned wrestling and that's okay. I think we're going, you know, there's people saying, you know, all out, 
I don't know if I want to pay for it after I watched all in and yeah, I don't know about you know these matches but like I said every time we talk about an AEW pay-per-view they always end up being better than you think it's gonna be so just shut up I'm excited for all out (laughs) are you excited for all out you bet all right well then let's get the hell out of here yeah (laughs) wherever you are in the world whether it's morning noon or night You have a great one, and peace and love to all of you. Follow the buzzards. Run.